Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to The Wind Down. I have no video, good old technical problems, but I'm here with... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm seeing you're looking very well. Not moving around <laughs> a lot, but that's all right. It's kind of good. I think I've lost some weight as well. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. Perhaps you need some IT assistance. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get me started. I know a good provider. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what I I know what I did, and I now I've got to work out a way to undo it. So, uh, we'll we'll have some fun. Some things are what Teams is working happily, but Streamyard is not. So, we oh, will we attempt go. to work out what that is. Um, anyway, how how are you going? Another wind down in lockdown? Yes, yes. Getting getting quite familiar with this. I'm not sure if it's uh, uh, I'm enjoying it as much going forward, but uh, it, it is certainly there. But I changed my background to represent something different this week. Yeah, but that's just being nasty. That's that's the thing I remember from the olden days called a bar, isn't it? That's that's it. This is the actual. This is the Regent in Singapore. Um, it's it's a. Um, this is yes. This is called a bar. It is a place where people used to go to drink and socialise. Ah, ah yes. Okay. All right. Like um, like like a teams meeting. Any more fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the teams meetings have, uh, are certainly uh, effective in that they bring you all together, but they do miss that sort of interpersonal. I don't know. It's it's just lacking something. I don't think it's yes. something a camera and a mic's going to ever solve the problem for. No, especially when my video isn't working. So let's start with our normal question: Where are we? What are we drinking? Well, we. I think we know where we are. We've just done that. But I've, <laughs> I've actually got. Um, I picked up. Um, I know you've talked about this before, actually. I don't know. It's a it's a, a wine called the Joseph. There's a, a, a vineyard um, at McLaren Vale. Um, this particular one, um, they refer to it as Moda, but Moda really meaning uh, method, where they've got this method of drying the grapes before they actually produce the wines, and um, they seem to think it produces better wine. Um, I can't really uh, say anything bad about that because they've, they've never produced a bad wine that I've tried. So um, yes, it's uh, yeah, quite a nice drop. Okay, so um, today I am drinking a Marquis de Sublet 2019 Chinon, which is a Cabernet Franc or Cabernet ah. Franc, um, which is very nice. And on the back, it says beautiful purplish and garnet colour. It offers an intense bouquet with aromas of red fruits. The structure is silky and round with supple and velvety tannins. There we are. <laughs> that could describe a tin of tomatoes. <laughs> it could, it could, but luckily in my case it describes a wine. It's not too foul, actually. It's, yes. Oh, wait, it's I, right. I should mention, um, if you go to McLaren Vale, go to Joseph. They've actually got a, a lovely um, uh, olive plantation there. You can actually get fresh oh, right. olives off the trees and, well, not quite straight <laughs> off the trees, but ones that they take off the trees and then soak and you eat them. But, yeah, it's very nice. So it just just anyway. reminds me of a of a um a, just a, a piece out of Monty Python and the Life of Brian. I can see the the old guy in the loincloth jumping up and down trying to protect his. But his was juniper bushes, wasn't it? It wasn't olives. It was. But anyway, I I digress. I digress. What are we talking about today? So we were um, we're looking at some of the work we've been doing with some of our clients actually about um we've we've spoken about automation before about automating your business. This is 
getting a little bit more into the area of um, like the front end of the business where we look at sales and sales proposals. Because um, sales proposals, are, it's a lot of work has been done um, on automating proposals or making them more efficient to produce because it used to be you'd go and um, you know, sit down and you'd find a new opportunity and someone would say, great, send me your proposal. So you'd go back and you'd put all the details in, you'd start writing some paragraphs around this and that, you'd put your what your solution is, how it works, and then you'd backfill the proposal with all this content and you produce this document like you know, a few days later, it looks really, really nice and someone would get it and they'd look at it, oh, here's your proposal, it's a 50-page document, great, where's the price? This is the only page I want to know about. Okay, but let's talk more. But that it's or a really time-consuming. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. But um, I think it's the part of it is it's a very time-consuming part of the sales process getting the proposals out there, um, and it it's actually a, a part that over time I've noticed that uh, less is more. The, mm-hmm. the one hundred page proposal that really has two pages of actual content and ninety eight pages of fluff and pictures and stuff that you've done in a previous life. Um, it, it used to be nice to have passed the weight test to say, look, here's our solid proposal. But these days it's a bit of a, well, I don't really even want to know about that. Why am I, why don't you send this to me? Just tell me what you're going to do and how much it's going to cost. And, you know, is that a value? So, hmm. We've, yeah, um, so I, I, I agree with that. When, we, when I joined Microsoft in early 2000, we went and, um, as part of our induction, we went and did a course by Franklin Covey called Helping Clients Succeed. And that uh, course was very much on, you know, more is, less is more with a proposal. If you've got to write lots of things, then you've, you've messed up the sales process. And you really should be doing a maybe one or two pager of what you've already agreed and it's just writing it down it's not it's not anything else so i've always been a believer in the the smaller proposal but that gets harder right when you've got to you know move it around a bunch of people and and have a bunch of people reviewing and all sorts of things like that so yeah and that in some degree though that that is part of the problem if your proposals are that custom every time that you've got to have multiple people reviewing and agreeing uh that that is a certain type of proposal um, but for a lot of people, they've got predefined or canned solutions that they sell that they know what it is, they know how it works, they know what the pricing is roughly going to be, and they can describe that once and use that definition many times. Yeah, I, w- I would say if we're if you take it to the nth degree and you're building, yeah, a repeatable software product, you never build a proposal, right? Somebody comes to your website, chooses it, presses the button, puts in their credit card, runs the software. There's there's there is no that that whole sale, bit of the sales cycle's gone, ski in that that type of world, right? Yeah, it, it has, and that's look, that's essentially how the the hub one sign up works. Um, it's it's done from the website, um, but you're you're also looking at your content and your website and all your other documentation needs to be sufficient for the average person to understand, yes, I can click here, I can install it, I can use the product, I've got some questions, I'll type them in here, they show up, I've got most of my answers here. That whole function has to work and work well, otherwise you're in trouble. Yes, absolutely. Um, But for the majority of IT providers, if you're selling, let's say, managed services or um, if, if you're um, an accountant selling accountancy services uh, or consulting services or a lawyer going, here's what we can do for you in this, 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 and this area, uh, a lot of that stuff can be like 80 to 90% predefined because it's the same yep. consulting service you're offering each time. But there is a bit of personal 
more personalization to it, and there is a bit of client engagement as part of the sale. Um, I guess the, the trick is how do you minimize the I have to write a document part, which doesn't really add any value beyond just describing what you're going to be doing, uh, yeah. but it's a necessary part of the of that sale. Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point. How do we make that happen and how do we make that available um, automatically, so to speak? So so here's, here's yeah. the scenario. My One of my favorite sales was a few years ago when I went into a customer, um, they're a fairly big customer, and it was a fairly big project, and I'd written a piece of software that generated proposals. So I asked him 20 questions. I got all the data into my, my software. I hit go and out came a proposal. And he was so happy and impressed, he signed it right away and off we went and we did the project. And that was a not a small project. There was a couple hundred K worth of projects. So, okay. so that that was a fairly big project, but we knew what we were doing. We stuck to our knitting. It was really variations on a core. But the the impressive thing was the automation. You know, nobody mm. had to spend time writing a Word document. It got spat out of a tool. And, and that's kind of where the magic lies. Because really, customers don't want to be paying you to write proposals. They want to be paying you to deliver value into their business. Well, that's just it. And look, I, I often say this, you, you bought the computer, why don't you get it to do the work for you? Yep. It's not going to cost any more. And we've seen, look, if, if we go back to the the early, say the early days of proposals, like yeah, 10 years ago, <laughs> um, people are looking at, here's my Excel sheet with all my items on it, here's my costings or here is my list of things that I do, or here's my catalogue of components that I use, and I'm trying to pull all those together and manually create something in a Word document. Or um, I think the the IT industry was a bit uh, was was in itself ahead a little bit in some of the specialised things that we do. Um, but a, a lot of people started with that, at least getting everything into spreadsheets and then cutting and pasting bits and pieces, or getting proposals over time and having here's eight or nine different templates I've used for this, which one can I use for this client? Well, there you go, there, it's 70% done, that sort of thing. Um, that, that's a, if we use that as a starting point, we can sort of see where we've progressed from then. Yes, yes, we, we absolutely can. You, you're dead right. Um, and and, and that, that's that's kind of cool. Yet, we've still got a bunch, and we've just been working with a couple of customers recently, as you know, to actually help us help them move from this old traditional system actually into automating proposals and so i remember i was working with jim on one this week where we actually took it so they didn't it was a complex one they didn't want to show customers the individual components in the proposal because then you've got customers who'll go out and source it from somewhere else and and they reduce their services fee by putting margin on products and it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things um yet they wanted to build an automated proposal and wanted to know what things they had to go and buy so we actually built a tool where somebody went and signed one of their documents it automatically spat out something telling them what raw materials they needed to solve this problem so that started automating their process and that's a bespoke company that builds you know interior design stuff right that's a that's a, that's a complex beastie yeah, and we, we should be um, sort of a, a little bit clear here but when we say automating proposals we're not talking about just electronic signatures, about taking a proposal you've spent hours developing and PDFing it and then putting it into a DocuSign or Adobe Sign or a Hello Sign or a Woohoo Sign, whatever it is, um, just to get the signature right. We're actually talking about the entire workflow from the client has identified they need some this, this and this service. How can I go like 
tap, 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 click, 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 and within a few minutes be done with that whole proposal generation quoting process and knowing that I've got an engine behind the scenes taking it all the yep. way through. Yeah, and that's 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 that that whole end to end thing is what really starts saving the time and means you don't have teams of people in rooms writing proposals that Ooh. really will have the same likelihood if it's automated automatically generated or if it's manually generated because as you say people don't really read them they, they don't and you know, I, I used to fall into this trap and and I, we, we've got some um proposal automation or quoting tools that we use that are actually quite automated end to end and for some of the more complex i suppose managed services proposals there's certain things that i never really wanted to put into those quoting tools because they, you can they just don't do it justice. You can just see it doesn't make it look like the way I used to have it. It just doesn't, it's missing this or it doesn't have that. I can't do this. And do you know what? No one cares. No. You, you're not talking to someone and you're not successful with a client because you've got a better looking proposal. Yes. Um, the world no, that's, be a very... that's, that's a really interesting point because people get hung up on that. How do mm. my invoices look? How do my proposals look? How do my quotes look? Nobody cares. Mm. I, I tell you what, though, for, I remember buying something off Apple many years ago, and um, for Apple, for all of its um, d design and, you know, it looks beautiful, uh, it's great, you know, you, you, you get that sort of design and best of look and feel award, the invoice that came out of their system looked atrocious. It's just this, this old, you know, this old, old texting with boxes around it, and, okay, I suppose they don't waste any money on that <laughs> yeah, but it was functional. It's 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 functional, and and you know, like like it's it's as long as the data's there, nobody really cares. And I think that's yeah. what's fascinating. And it tends to be, yeah. You know, I've spent a bunch of time with customers who are so finickety about what the invoice looked like. And when we said with them, well, why are you, you, you so, why is this so important? Oh, it's very important to get it right. You know, it's it's, it's part of the brand in front of the customer. And I'm going like, well, I'm one of your customers, and I don't see that. Mm -hmm. Right. It'd be funny for to actually go and ask customers, "Do you care what an invoice looks like?" And well, in, with in, with zero to zero integration, which a lot of small businesses have now, you never even see the invoice. And in fact, in many businesses, the person that gets the invoice is not the actual person that spent the money. Yes, it goes into an accounts department or something, and they enter the amount into a system somewhere yep. where. Someone else will get a thing saying, "Oh, can you approve this amount in an email or something?" Yeah. <laughs> so you may not even have it visible. Um, so we, there's a few tools around that do help with proposal automation. Um, and I'll just just quickly add a, a little list here, like Pandadoc's one of them. Better proposals, yep. Proposify, Proposable, Fresh proposals, and this is just the key sort of ones that come up when you go looking for this sort of stuff. But they. Yep. And this isn't about, hey, you should use this because we found it was really cool. They, they all work pretty well. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. You've got to find the one that works for you. Um, one of the, the, the common things amongst them, though, is you can add predefined pages into a template. So let's say you've gone and found a marketing person. You've got a nice little glossy front cover for everything you do. Great. Add that in as a page. Create a template that has some footers at the end of it and some headers and nice little things and just put the, the critical few paragraphs in that make this proposal, whatever it is, automate the rest of it, 
click email it to the client, away you go. Um, a lot of these tools also integrate with your CRM, so you can actually choose what one of your clients are allowed to post the proposal back into the CRM, so you've saved it somewhere. They can actually track whether the client signed it or not. When they sign it, they can kick off some approval workflows from your end, kick off your operations process if that's automated. There's all sorts of things you can do with these. It's really cool. And it's it's fascinating, right? It's and it's it's, it's so. Here's a question for you. You've you know we've really just finished automating our proposals. Mm. Has that affected your closure rate? Uh, like, it's made it closing? faster. Wow, made it faster. So so, it, so customers this, are asking for something, getting a proposal in minutes, and signing it quicker. Yeah, there's 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 the clients that they know what they're after, and they just need something to sign or whatever and in some cases you would sit down oh okay here's my my process is to do this to type this to create this page or write i met you two and i and uh, we discussed this topic so we talked about doing this 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 and this we estimate it'll take people in some cases that person just wants a quote of give me a quote for 100 hours with yep. a bunch of outcomes listed there and away you go i can produce that in like two minutes Whereas previously, I'd be spending half an hour to an hour getting a nice little proposal together and then sending it off, waiting for them to print it out, manually sign it and try to scan it back or whatever. The the other (laughs) thing is by the time you've got it to them, they've kind of forgotten the conversation a bit. So now they need to read it properly to make sure it's what you both discussed. (laughs) What a nightmare. Ah, If you you can get it out like that, it's really quick. It's it's so much simpler. Yeah, they they strike while the iron is hot approach, yes. I remember a, um, a client we used to do uh, in in, uh, in a previous business. We were um, we we would have them meeting once a, a month, sort of thing, and they would talk about what's happening in the business. They said, "Oh, we're going to open up this new branch." Oh, okay. So you'll need comms and a rack, and you'll need this. This is. They said, "Oh, yes, we'll need all that." Okay, just have a coffee. You'll be back in two minutes. And I used to get tap 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 and come back in with a bit of paper with all these items listed on it. And oh, great! So they'd sign it because we'd just been talking about it. It was what they wanted, but we knew what they wanted, and bang. There is a, a signed quote, but I know that if I'd waited a day and had to write a proposal around it, whatever, it would have been different. It would have taken yes. days to get that back. Yes, um, exactly. So it's it's quicker to get the proposals. It's quicker to get the proposals out there. It's quicker to get them back. And the other thing is, it's easier to maintain the whole life cycle. So you can actually have other people in your team looking up. Oh, where are we? Oh, we've we've actually got this many quotes or proposals outstanding. Oh, look. This many is in flow, and the oh, um, a client ringing up, for example, and saying, "Oh, how are you going with this project?" and not realizing that oh, the rep was actually sent a, a sales rep would have been sent a signed document and hasn't passed it on to anyone yet. So you may look silly. Whereas some of these proposal tools will actually allow you to go and inform everybody as soon as something's signed to go and kick off the right workflows to start a project up. So at least people are aware of what's going on. So, so you don't need to write any software to do this, right? There's there's product no. upon product upon product in market that does this. That, that's right. And look, there's the, the more generic ones, like these ones we mentioned just, just previously, that um, where you can actually define your product catalogue in them. And if you've only got half a dozen things you sell uh, at a broad level, that may be sufficient. Um, but then there's more industry-specific things. So like uh, for us from the IT side, we have a, we have a few of them. Um, around and they they are like these proposal tools but they're very specific to the IT industry because what they do is they actually go and automatically go to all the suppliers and all the wholesalers and get all the stock levels, the current prices and whatever and make that into our sort of product catalogue. Yep. Um, 
Now, that's important because in the IT industry, there's literally a couple of million parts out there um, that we could be choosing from to sell to a client for that specific need. And you think, oh, hang on, there's not that many. Well, there actually, there actually is. Um, at a basic level, you've you've got like an HP laptop. There could be easily be 20, 30, 40 variations of that. Yes, and then you find, oh, and then it's there's one hundreds of models, and yes, yeah, and then there's bundles that are done, and then you start getting into licensing where oh, there's this product in you know this many users, then there's another key for this many users, another oh, SKU for this many, and so forth. Talking and then of licensing, got, I have to yes. jump on top of you. A friend of mine has just released a book. It's called the Microsoft Licensing Body of Knowledge 2021. She has been congratulated all over LinkedIn. It's wow, it must be a thousand two hundred pages. Yeah, you know, you know, you're in trouble when the first hundred pages are the reference of where to look for the or the first book that comes with it is the book explaining where to find the information in the rest of the volumes. Um, yeah, no one, no one can get that stuff right. It is, it is so complex. Um, it used to be you'd even ask people at Microsoft, three different people, a licensing question. You get back three different answers, oh, and right. they'd all be right, and then all be wrong. Yep. And you say, well, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know to try to simplify it, but it's it's complex. It really is, and that sort of sums it up. Um, yeah, but the um, the whole idea of this is that even in our tools, we can just go and go click, 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 put some specifications in, choose some things, get them into a quote, put pricing in there, you go send and come back. If a, a client accepts that electronically, we can actually have them process the order and send off a purchase order to a supplier to go and deliver X many products to that client's address without us touching it. And you could be doing that in minutes. So, so I think that's that's mm. the important the important message out of this is automate your proposals, right? It's yes. Got such a business. The other thing is it's good for clients. Go yeah. on. And so, and it feeds into our invoicing engines, so we know that the invoice gets sent out, and all of a sudden we've now sold something all the way down that order to cash chain, where the uh, the clients now being sent the goods, they've been invoiced, and all we have to do is just correlate payments coming in at the other end. And even that's getting automated these days. It is. It is. That was super cool, Scott. We're, we're kind of running yeah. out on time, but I, I think that was that was, a, that was a cool overview. I enjoyed yeah. that discussion. Sorry about my video. I'll be yeah. back next week. Oh, um, that's all right. One, that's one thing we should say, though, with all of this, it, it's not overly complex to do. There's a bit of work involved, as per, as per anything, but these are not things where you have to go and hire a room full of people for a year to work out how to do it anymore. No. Um, tools are available. They're fairly simple. And even the licensing for these tools is cost-effective and all the answers are on the internet. You don't need to actually get a proposal out of the people to sell their own proposal software. Um, no. <laughs> it's all automated and it's actually quite easy to use. So, yeah, have a look around. See how you can sure. automate your sales process. Absolutely. And I think I think that's a good idea. And we'll leave it at that. Hey, everyone, thank you for watching and listening today. I um, hope you enjoyed this episode of The Wind Down. Um, we do these every Wednesday. So feel free to like, comment and subscribe. We like the likes and the subs. That's what we're here for. Um, and we try to make them educational and interesting. So, so, so do do that. Leave a comment if you'd like us to um, uh, cover something. And we've got more special guests coming up, haven't we, Scott? We do. We do. We've actually invited a few extra people to come along. Um, yeah, so, at virtually 1.5 metres apart. That's right. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, so that was great. Scott, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Nick. And um, well, I'll, uh, catch you, I'll catch you in the next meeting after this, I guess.
You will indeed. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.